<laughs> Looks like you lost a little bit of control of the door there. That's okay. Ah, uh, I'm glad that you're here. I didn't know that you if you would come or not. I, well, it's not it's not like I invited you here. I mean, there is an open invitation to every human being on the planet to come here. That's uh, that's why the door is unlocked, and there's a sign that says, Enter forthwith. No, there isn't. I, I wish there was. I, I should probably paint one, actually. I digress. Welcome to the Jefferson Avenue Way Station. It's uh, It's been here for a long time. I think... Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you how long it's been here. Did you know... That it's been called the Jefferson Avenue Way Station uh, before, since before I was born, for a very long time. Uh, you wouldn't call something a way station uh, in our time. Now things have changed. You don't, people don't really uh, get off their horse and have dinner and and, and stay in, you know, share a, a gigantic straw bed with a bunch of strangers anymore. And it's very odd that they used to do that at all, isn't it? Do you can't even if you are in a very destitute position, you can't imagine sharing a hotel room with complete strangers, let alone a a gigantic straw stuffed bed. I know I would never be able to do that in my life. There's only one person who I've been able to share my bed with consistently, and it's my wife, and that even that took some practice. Uh, I don't know, there's something, in spite of the comfort of another human being's company, you don't really want to sleep next to somebody. No, they, their, their limbs might kick out and push you sideways off, or they might lay on top of you, and you think, why is there a, a warm tube of flesh laying on top of me? You, you gotta wonder about stuff like that. And then you find it hard to sleep. And sleeping is what you're there to do. Are you? I don't know. Are you here to have a glass of beer? Because I've got beer. I've got, um, well, I got, I got a keg down here, and it's about half full. Uh, I had a pretty, uh, pretty uh, successful night last night. Uh, lots, of, lots of customers. There was a small party here. Uh, some... Some uh, college students discovered this place, uh, or that's what they they said. They said we on the when they got on their phones as soon as they sat down and they uh, told people uh, silently told them I presume that they discovered this place as if it was uh, an uninhabited continent. Well, there there you know there is no uninhabited continent on this planet besides. Uh, the great big one down downstairs, you know, the, the big old one. Uh, the if you, I don't know why. Why did I say downstairs? Uh, south isn't down. Remember that. We we you always got to remind yourself that south is not downward. Nor is it. Nor is north upward. Doesn't make any sense. There's no up or down in space. I mean, if you want to, you know, just if you want to. Strictly go into you know labeling astronomical distances. I suppose you could just call those up and down. But um, I'm no astronomer. 
I want it to be. I, uh, I, well, I wanted to be for a moment. Then I realized that it's not really like it is in Star Trek at all. And then I realized I have no interest in the names of stars or the names of constellations or, or constellations. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not interested in constellations either. So usually, I just. I mean, I'm in it to win it. No, I'm not really that either. I don't really care about winning. I mean, I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have this little pub if I was in it to win it. This pub's not winning any prizes. Maybe a smallest selection of beer, but then you make make an argument for a place that doesn't serve beer at all. I, but if if the, all those were disqualified, I would win that prize, the smallest selection of beer. And that's not really a pub you want to go to. But you're here, and you have expressed an explicit desire for the Mac Adams beer. And I am here to oblige you. One moment, please. There you are. Easy. Oh, careful. Careful. Uh, that one has a little bit of a warped bottom, so you might have to hold on to it rather than rest it on the table. I don't know how that happened. I think, uh, you know, um, a lot of older glasses, uh, they chip in an odd way, and like a weird sort of curved uh, knife comes off of them. Uh, and th- that one has left it with some of a rounded bottom, which is odd. And uh, what's even more odd is that I, I've been using plastic cups for a while. But um, the uh, those uh, aforementioned college students, they took all of them. I, I, uh, they wanted me to, you know, check in my old refrigerator to see if I had any, uh, you know, frozen pastries or something like that because they were very hungry. And usually when you aren't able to furnish a surface for customers, you feel a great amount of regret, so I was trying to alleviate that that desire. Um, and when my back was turned, all my cups went missing. And then they didn't... Well, I guess they paid for the beer in their own way. Um, they, they left me a, a Bitcoin certificate, which... I, I mean, I suppose that this could be of incredible value. Uh, way more value than uh, than these uh, these cups or this be- the beer that I uh, served them, but I don't know what to do with this thing. I don't know how to sell it. Um, I guess I should uh, keep an eye on it. I shouldn't fold it. Uh, I I did fold it. I, I put it, I put it in my shirt pocket. Uh, but I gotta be careful. I might I might put that in the laundry later on, and. Uh, this thing might be like a five hundred dollar bill, or I don't even—I don't know what the price is of these things nowadays. I don't follow it. Everybody has a brother-in-law that has some stake in this. They—they they have some share in it, and they say it's—it's it's a magic bean, pretty much. It's what it always seems like to me. It seems like they're trying to sell you a magical bean, and. Uh, Surely there are actual magical beans with actual magical properties, but who who has you know the uh, the cliched green thumb, the proverbial green thumb to 
you know, plant that and husband it until it is of a propitious tall girth and height. And you can ascend to the heavens and uh, destroy some heavenly god. I always assumed that's what Jack was doing. That he wasn't so much killing some uh, race of gigantic monsters, but that why? Here's the thing: why why were they in the sky? Why were there gigantic houses in the sky? And not just houses, there were castles, and presumably. There was a civilization of these uh, monsters up there. What were they doing up there? They certainly weren't your normal variety of organisms. I mean, of course, they were giant hominids, but uh, they found a way to uh, put foundations up there. The good old Henry David Thoreau foundations in the sky. And, um, well, we don't have that technology yet. It's it's somewhat odd that they are still living an agrarian lifestyle up there. And yet they've found the technology to make it float. It's almost like a, a Laputian sort of thing. Not Lilliputian, no, no Laputian. They're, like, people of the latter day, or or the or the before day, rather, um they seem to have this preoccupation with giant people living in the sky. And I, I was confused about this until I turned on a National Geographic channel and discovered a certain television show called Ancient Aliens. And, um, well, that didn't help either because there was a bunch of uh, odd, odd, crazy people talking. I, I know that's not nice to say crazy, and I regret that. Um. But these people weren't well, I'll say that. They really didn't know what they were talking about. Um, Their academic credentials were suspect. And I I began to not be very... A lot of people find entertainment in the bizarre behavior of people, but I just began to feel sorry for these people. I wanted to give them a hug. And just had, like put them to bed, and then maybe lock the bedroom door uh, with a lifetime amount of food, and they could live it out in sort of a, a no exit sort of life uh, together. Um, I always forget the guy's name. Is it Sartre or is it Sati? Some French name. But God bless him. Maybe two of them could have sex. One can look on jealously, and, you know, the other one could not care at all. I didn't understand that play. Was it a play? Was it a BBC special? How many BBC specials are there? Too many. Too many. Are you enjoying that beer? I'm enjoying your enjoyment vicariously, because here's why. I don't like the beer personally. I think it tastes um, like molasses, like molasses that's been dissolved into water, um, and that also gives you a headache and makes you feel groggy forever. But other people seem to enjoy it, um, and it make it makes me happy. It makes me imagine what the taste is. It makes me think, 
Oh, that must be delicious. I know it's not actually delicious, but I can pretend it. Same thing for liquor. I see people tossing back gigantic glasses of, of whiskey and, and vodka, and I think that that seems delicious. I know it's not. I know personally I, I despise the taste of whiskey, but I, I enjoy for their sake. Same thing for snozcombers. Those That's not a real food. Uh, I, that was the opposite. I mean, snozcombers could possibly be a very delicious food um, if you're not a big, friendly giant. But for him, he was retching and, and wheezing and squeezing his eyes together in his sort of odd... Uh, I, I have a feeling that that character was uh, making fun of... Uh, learning disabled people. I'm, I, I have never been able to prove that, but it's one of my suspicions. And uh, I wrote a treatise on it. I've yet to have it seen. And I said that, listen, we all know about Raw Dahl's anti-Semitism. That we, we've, uh, we've examined it, and um, well, really, we've done nothing about it. Um, but can we, can we examine... His odd preoccupation with stupid people. He really seems to have a fascination for them. I don't know. Don't know why. He uh, is it because he had too much sex in uh, World War II with Nazi women, and he didn't. He seemed like apparently he didn't enjoy it. Odd, odd person. Odd person. At all. I mean, I, I understand not enjoying the company of Nazis, but the. Uh, the former, uh, strange, strange man. Seemed like he was very tired. All the anti-Semitic hate. I'm. I seem to be going in a nonsensical circle with my diction, and I uh, I regret it. You don't seem to mind though. You seem contented. I mean, you're looking at something underneath the table, which I, I hope there's not an infestation. If I looked under there and there was some sort of gigantic spider just crawling around in a circle doing some sort of ablution to a unknown arachnid god, that I'd be a bit concerned. One reason is that I can't really run a business if there are large spiders infesting this place. But the other reason is that uh, I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to kill them. If they were demonstrating that sort of intelligence, I'd, I would have to find another home for these creatures. And where in the world can you find a home for hyper-intelligent spiders? Because they, they, uh, they reproduce quite a bit, and it is incredibly wrong to hurt them at all. And they also have a very narrow uh, habitation zone. Or habitability. They, they, they're, they're very fragile creatures, hyperintelligent spiders, and I'm also they're also frightening to look at. They're creepy, the same way that human beings must be to every other form of life on Earth. Human beings have got to be the closest thing uh, to some sort of boogeyman. That's why boogeymen look like human beings. Have you ever thought of that? That's why they're called boogie men. Except I suppose they're covered in mucus. I don't know why they're called boogie men. But that's got to be the only reason. 
I, I try not to closely examine boogeymen because then I look around the corner. This is not a very well-lit pub. I mean, there's already witch, witches hiding in the corners of the ceiling. I don't know what's behind every corner. You know that behind every corner, there's an unknown monster. Mahone Drive has taught me that, to be suspicious of that. And they, I'm, I'm starting to look around the corner now. I'm, I'm spooking my... Ooh, getting a little spooky in here, huh? Uh-oh. I mean, it might be just that it's a dark, gloomy day, um, which somewhat resembles a night. And I, I'm really... I'm... Oh, ooh, I got a chill. I'm just looking around the corner right there right now, and I'm expecting that raggedy homeless lady to... Oh, that's not very nice, is it? I... Well, that's good. I don't. I'm not spooked out anymore because uh, now I, I said something mean. I feel bad about it. She didn't mean to be spooky. She didn't mean to be to frighten anybody. She's just in a bad way. Shame on you, David Lynch. Shame. What am I saying? He has no shame. He's. He doesn't. He he found it hilarious to make fun of deaf people. So. Uh, you're not going to appeal to his sense of shame. I'm still a little spooked out. I still, I'm still imagining that someone's going to poke their head uh, through that grimy window and uh, say hi or something. I'm not, that's an interesting thing. I'm not afraid for my life right now. I'm just afraid for my, my little heart. For my, I'm, I'm afraid for my little ticker. I, I think that I'll get so scared that I'll just fall over dead. It's a very childish feeling when you think about it. And yet it persists. In spite of me, you know, boasting that of uh, that I'm a man, a fully grown person, I still have very childish fears. I always think that there's going to be some sort of shriveled, mummified revenant stalking around my house. Every time I hear a voice late at night, I think... Is that one of my neighbors? One of my really noisy neighbors? Or is that a ghastly being stalking around the corner? And even worse is when there's no sounds at all. When my neighbors are all asleep or just silently enjoying something on their headphones. Or maybe they died in their sleep and they're not even snoring. And then something like, oh. Yeah, that'd be great if I had a friend just like walk around the corner in like a gorilla costume right there. That would really, that, wouldn't that really set the stage? Oh, well. I don't, I don't have, I mean, I have friends. I don't have friends that uh, are on beck and call like that. I can't call someone up and say, listen, get your gorilla costume. I know you have one. You, you dressed up one as Halloween. Oh, you yeah, you returned it to the place, huh? I I suppose that makes sense. Those things are expensive, which is odd because they don't they never look good. They always look like a gorilla costume. Gorillas are difficult for people to dress up as, unless you're Andy Circus, and even then, even then, I don't know what. But they are frightening. They, they you, from a distance, they they don't look like a gorilla, but they don't look like human beings either. I I you can never get as good as those two thousand one gorilla costumes. Were they gorillas or are they? 
Australopithecus. I, who knows? But we used to be them. Maybe that's why they're so frightening. We're afraid of our fellow man, fellow person, our fellow biped, our fellow humanoid. Did you know that there's nothing more frightening than a chimpanzee? And there's also nothing so human as a chimpanzee. And what I what I was saying right there might have been deep if it wasn't something that every person's also said in their life before. It's not unique, but it is true. Just because it's ubiquitous doesn't mean it's false. I learned that a long time ago. Anyway, um, oh, th- thank you. Listen, I'm thank you for not, thank you for paying in cash and not for giving me some sort of uh, internet stock share that I I don't know how to redeem in United States currency because uh, it's going to be a, I'm going to have to ask a bunch of people and I don't know if anyone's going to give me a satisfactory answer because I don't know anybody that does this. So it's going to be, uh, I'm going to have a bit of a journey uh, trying to get that money that's owed me. And who knows, it might be a fortune, it might be a few cents. We'll see. Or it might just, this might be like a useless printout forgery. So it might be nothing at all. I might have been robbed. I was robbed. But I might have been robbed in a grander, more tragic sense. Anyway, I'll let you I'll let you get back to your business. I'll let you, whatever you're up to this day. I I hope that if you, if you want it to be a productive day, I hope it is a productive day. If you want to do nothing today, then I hope you do as little as possible. Please pursue the lassitude, and uh, please come back someday to Jefferson Avenue Way Station. And for anybody who might be listening in, I'll see you next week.